Welcome to the Evolved Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, and we are back with the next Coaches Roundtable. Hi, everybody. Say hello. 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 <laughs> so we're going to talk all things digital wellness today. We're going to dive into cell phones, social media, computers, little tiny toddlers getting Sega sources for next because they look down too much at an iPad. We're going to talk about it all. But before we get there, how's everybody doing? What y'all working on? What's going on in your lives? Jen, you're about to have a baby soon. Are you excited? Yes, I'm so excited. I'm so ready. I'll be 37 weeks on Friday. So any what is the max? Any day, What's the max no. amount of weeks? <laughs> 40, 40. They say 40, but your first pregnancy could go longer. I swear to God, that better not happen to me. <laughs> What's go up, Ian? You got your hand raised. <laughs> yeah, if you guys are listening to the podcast, you don't see it, but my hand is up right now. Um, so I was like very recently. So you're 40 week, like 40 weeks is like when the baby comes. But nine, yeah. that's 10 months, not nine months. So why do they say it's nine months when four weeks divided by 40 is 10. There's like four weeks in a month. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe because some months have different amount of weeks. <laughs> Seems too simple. I don't know. Yo, forget I, digital wellness. Let's break down this math. <laughs> Coach Ian, how are you? What's going on in your life? I'm doing awesome. Um, still just kind of prepping. Got some powerlifting coming up. I am four weeks out. So Jen is four weeks out from baby. I am four weeks out from powerlifting. So obviously we're both working hard right now. Um, (laughs) it's the same same. Jen. I feel for you. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard out here. (laughs) It's hard in these streets. (laughs) And coach Kayla, you just had a big, awesome move. How are you doing? Yeah. Moved up to Minnesota. Um, I had to do a three day cross country trip with two dogs and my mom. So challenges there of just, you know, eating wasn't so bad. It was like not being able to move a whole lot. So luckily having them, I had excuses to take them on walks, but I love Minnesota up here in the summertime. Our place, it's, there's so much walkability. We can walk to a park. We can walk to restaurants. We can walk to you know, shops and malls and, you know, it's super dog friendly. So it's just, it's been really good so far. Just got off a call with Rania for my own, um, uh, mindset call with Rania. We mapped out my morning and evening routine. So I just feel really good, ready to attack it. And yeah, I'm doing good. That's awesome, Kayla. I'm happy to hear that. What's everyone's goals right now? Any awesome challenges or wins? You missed, you or- skipped you. You skipped you. How are you? Me? Doing? <laughs> I shall remain a mystery. No, no, me. Um, there's, there's not much going on in my life. The, the semester has finally come to an end. Uh, I've started my research at the DUCJT with Dr. Mike Lane. So that's been a lot of fun um, working on the final stages of my dissertation. And Kelly and I are getting ready to start going on a ton of vacations. So we got a lot of stuff Fine. planned. Um, lots of weddings, lots of family trips. It's going to be a good time. Um, it's going to be a busy summer, but it's going to be a great summer. So lots, lots cool. to look forward to. That doesn't so sound fun. like nothing to me. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk before we get into the major topics for today. What are some awesome challenges, wins or with things that we'd like to share with our audience this week? Um, I am 
excited and I'm excited to be challenged with my new like morning and evening routine. I, um, I'm going to make, you know, some content about things. There's some things that non-negotiable that I do before my zoom meeting starts as such as like getting steps, water, eating, eating before zoom meetings is a non-negotiable for me always. Um, so I'm excited to kind of like bring that, um, to you guys and to the evolve athlete listeners. Awesome. I love that. Cause I know a lot of people could benefit from having more of a routine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jen, how about you? Yeah, so for my, myself, um, I'm just getting back into like more of my own, like podcasting education, just excelling my own, um, knowledge to help athletes. Um, we do have, um, athletes, an athlete stepping on stage in about two and a half weeks. So getting him all ready to go, which is super exciting and fun to write his protocols and, see how he does there. So I guess that's the big thing for me is putting an athlete on stage in about two and a half weeks. So everyone can stay tuned for, uh, for that. Yeah. Our first evolve, cool. our first evolve, uh, competitor. Hell yeah. yeah he's, I'm so excited. We've been working together for a while. Like, I mean, a year and a half, maybe even more than that. So this has been a goal of his for a while. So it'll be cool wow. to get him up there. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'll kind of come yeah, mine's kind of combining both Kayla and Jen. So I actually had my own mindset call with Rania as well. Evolve athletes, get on that. You need to talk with your girl. Girl knows what she's doing. Um, but pretty much what we did for me was, again, just kind of time blocking, right? Just mapping out my schedule and, and just making it a lot stricter. Like just like as an example, just sounds so simple. Moving all my check-ins to rather than like Monday through Friday, it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So now Thursday and Friday is open to do other stuff. And I'm like, mind blown. Like it's been like two weeks. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. And just mapping out time, like Jen said, like, okay, like now that I can account for those things, like, hey, now I can plan out my time for like my own education, my own personal development on like the back end of the week and actually going into my day and having like a set time to just chill and do nothing rather than it being like, mindless throughout the day. Like I can count on like, Hey, at one o'clock, that's my time to unplug, go outside and just chill. So it's, it's funny. Like those little things that like us as coaches, we tell people all the time <laughs> until I got on a call with somebody paid somebody and actually sat down with somebody and did it. It didn't get done. Huh, and weird. I know how weird, weird how that works. But literally everything she talked about, I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. And then I'm thinking to myself like, well, bruh, why didn't you do it? So again, I think it was just kind of a cool little, I mean, that extra accountability and then investing in yourself, like definitely pushes you to get stuff done, even those things that you're reluctant to get done. So, and I'm actually really happy you brought that up. Um, and sorry, Jen, didn't mean to steal a word out of your mouth. What did you say? (laughs) Yoink. Did, did, Did you have anything that you wanted to say? Well, I was just going to say that I think overall us as a team, we have done so well recently learning to balance work life and social mm-hmm. life and personal life. And that's something that I think when I started with Evolve two years ago, we were trying to figure out what that looked like for all the coaches on the team, the team members. And with work and us all doing personal development work, I feel like we've all really kind of reached that balance or are getting closer closer to reaching that balance versus six months ago. So it can be achieved and I'm seeing it happen within us right now, which is right. so cool. And, and I, I love that. And I love this conversation that Ian is now programming into his own day 
time to chill because I, I, I want your guys' opinion on this. It, there's so many times where, you know, I'll be sitting down chilling, but it's not time that I actually programmed for that. And I'll still be stressing out about all the shit I have to do rather than when I actually think, okay, I'm timing out when I get to have a break in between work bouts. I actually look forward to it because I'm just like, hey, I just achieved what I tried to for 45 minutes. And now I, I earned this 15 minute walk that I get to do around campus. And it feels 10 times better. Have you guys experienced that? I'm sure you have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. I feel like when I don't plan thing, like I don't plan time to chill, I get sucked in even more. And I become even more like, um, I just become even more like off task of what I'm actually doing. And I'm like, Oh, this app, this app, this app, this app, Oh, going back now, going back around to this app. And then I'm like, Holy shit, it's been 30 minutes and I could have done so many other things. Um, but then when I actually like time put in like 30 minutes, I don't, okay. This is super weird. Do you guys like, like watching soap cutting videos? What? Like (laughs) (laughs) ASMR, like ASMR stuff. Like, so, like the, I have some oddly, thoughts about oddly ASMR. satisfying <laughs> stuff. <laughs> What'd you say? Like Jen? the oddly sat, like oddly satisfying, yeah, like, like oddly satisfying the first try, first time, like those types of things. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like non graphic like, porn. <laughs> yes, exactly. And people like take soap and they like crush it in their hands, and you hear it, and like like glitter, like they have like glitter, they make it really pretty and their nails look really good. I just like love watching that. And so I'm just imagining like, what Kayla looks like as she's listening to this. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, oh. They have ASMR for everything, like touching your ears or your nose or putting your hand through your hair. Like I get it, but it creeps me out sometimes too. It's just what? like, put it in the context of who's watching this. <laughs> okay. Oh I'm going to show you guys an example, but it's literally like, if you go to my discover page on Instagram, it's all like bodybuilding, powerlifting stuff. And then soap cutting soap. videos. Soap cutting. <laughs> like they cut the soap and it looks like, Oh, it looks so satisfying. I That's what I that. like. <laughs> That's oh. what I like. That's the stuff. And like, then so the, do they like squish little things like that? And it, you can ooh, hear it. Ooh, ooh, okay. Right. God. My husband likes watching like pimple popping videos and I do not, oh. like, I'm not about that. Oh my God. That's so gross. But like, I love watching like this kind of stuff. This is like Gumby and like, uh, never mind. We got to move on. <laughs> I love watching this. And that's what I like to watch when I play in time to chill. <laughs> you hear that audience you learn a little bit every day maybe things you didn't expect it used but to that's- be it used to be like when i was prepping it used to be like looking at pinterest and like all these like cookie recipes and cakes and stuff and all of that now it's soap cutting now it's soap cutting <laughs> tell me you're tell me you're 30 without telling me you're 30 <laughs> <laughs> i mean hey, i get it i mean <laughs> everyone's got their thing um i i just watch cool cars and batman clips but you know soap yeah. cutting's cool too <laughs> is there soap cutters anonymous please i'd like to join real quick all right now, is, now i gotta know jen on. what do you watch when you're chilling out what what do you watch what? when you chill out um honestly like chilling for me this is this is so typical for me chilling for me is like doing laundry like organizing my house so on brand <laughs> like is if Jen's i have ever not hour, working <laughs> where is yeah, jen's I off swear, switch 
I do not work. <laughs> Honestly, like for me, my chill time is between like 2 p.m. and like 5. I do not, I'm not productive during that time. I've learned that about myself. So I tend to shut off between then. And then my husband usually goes, he, he trains jujitsu. So he'll go train Sue at night. So then I'll work for another hour, hour and a half while he's, he's gone and I'm just chilling and watching TV and doing like more of my like mindless tasks. And that's, that's what works well for me. So I give myself a three hour break so I can do laundry and do all those other little things. Ah, so that's why we don't hear from Jen between two and five and then randomly at 8 p.m. Chris, fix your ass sheet. Not at 8 p.m. Not anymore, 8 p.m. Not anymore. Not time. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just play around with Jen. But. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then, Ian, what do you like to do to relax? First off, what does ASMR stand for? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, let me look it up. It's like auto regulatory ASMR, um, meaning it means aut- autonomous sensory meridian response. Hmm. Interesting. Explain yes, this to me like I'm five. It's a relaxing, <laughs> sedative <laughs> sensation that brings like you, um, like it just like brings like like relaxing feeling. And that can be like listening to a waterfall. It can be Ooh. listening to whispers. Right. I, I would love like, to compare ASMR like to something like yoga nidra and the non-sleep deep rest techniques. That Well, this is also. more like, like you, so I hate when people, like I'm watching an ad on Instagram and they're very like articulate with what, how they talk and it bugs me. It's like too much, but some people like love that. And they like listen to that. And people, sometimes people listen to people like eat and like crunching. I'm not even kidding you. And that's ASMR too. I don't go that far. Not to throw any shade if you, you listening, like to listen to people eat. That, that's your thing. That's cool. But I just can't do that. But like crackles, like popping bubble wrap, right? Would be an example of like ASMR. It's so interesting. So weird. <laughs> it is not weird. Is I want to know. I, I want to know who the first person was who's like, "Man, I'm just like super stressed out today," and they started like cutting soap and like, "Ah, that's the stuff." <laughs> <laughs> I feel better now. Like I like. Um, so when I was little, I used to put glue on my hands and let it dry and like peel it off, and I like would like that. So you're you're very sensory, like that. I'm very I'm like, sensory. Yeah. 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 Physical cool. touch is like one of my love language. Makes Physical sense. touch. Yeah. Well, I like that one too. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember in elementary school, last off topic thing, I swear, when we had like our little Crayola like crayon boxes mm-hmm. and you would like put the glue in like the indented part and make like rulers. Did you guys do that? Mm-hmm. Um, no. Nope. Must be a Florida thing. For sure. Florida man makes glue bookmark. <laughs> we'll do that at Evolve again. Oh, and and I think I know what you're talking about. Like on the top of like a school box. Yeah. Yeah. And then the glue would dry, and you would take it out, and you'd have like this rubbery color. Yes, we used to do that all the time. <laughs> it's an Ohio thing too. I guess so. You guys are funny. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, you know, I'm into like normal ASMR stuff. Like you guys know, like playing with Play-Doh or like mm-hmm. the kinetic sand that just kind of moves mm-hmm. through your fingers. Or mm-hmm. when you get a fresh cut in and you rub the back of your head when it's nice and short. That's my girlfriend's <gasps> favorite thing to do <laughs> whenever I get a haircut. All right. Um, 
Okay, so we got our ASMR, we got our goals down, all right, it's time to segue into our main topic for today, which is actually perfect because we're talking about these types of things as it relates to health and stress, and so for our audience, we are talking all about digital wellness, and to define digital wellness, we're talking about your overall health and well-being as it relates to using technology such as social media, computers, telephones, and screen time in general, and the reason why I wanted to bring this to the forefront as far as a major topic for Coaches Roundtables, because with all the athletes that we work with on a daily basis, talking about stress management, talking about health, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic, there has been increases in the prevalency of depression and obesity, overweight, and a lot of these things can actually be correlated to usage and screen time. And it's starting to become as dangerous as being as young as four years old and, be, and developing social compatibility issues because of the over-reliance on technology. And this is only one of the issues that has been focused on in this day and age and how digital wellness is now becoming a really big area and topic of focus because we're starting to enter this area where the metaverse is going to be a huge effing thing. People are going to start sitting in a chair all their lives and putting more effort into their virtual selves than their real selves. We have a real big potential problem coming in the future. So I really wanted to talk about this because it can go in so many different directions as it relates to people's potential for weight loss and overall permanent healthy lifestyle changes. And this is something that we definitely need to focus on because I can't tell you how many times I've talked to my athletes and clients about putting their damn phone away or getting off their screen time and they're trying to figure out why it is they can't sleep when the answer might be staring them in the face literally so here's what we're going to be talking about today we're just going to have one of us start to kick this off what are your overall thoughts on the current state of affairs when it comes to people overly using social media using their phones or watching tv it's, it's hard. It's a balance, right? Because we live on social media. We get our clients through social media. We get money through social media, if you think about it, right? So essentially, um, you know, and if you have a remote business, you rely heavily on technology and you rely heavily on being on when your followers are on that way, you can strike up conversation and hopefully get them to get them into your program. So it's how a lot of us make a living now. And so what is the balance? How can we continue to make a living, make sure we're not get missing out on anything, but also still um, keeping in tune with our health uh, and our wellness overall? Um, also, I don't know much about, about the metaverse, and I would love to like dive into that because I don't know much about it. So maybe that's another uh, podcast, but I, that kind of stuff is cool to me. So... Um, it's tough to sit here and give strict times for you to always put your phone away every single day because there are situations that come up. Like for me, I have a closing call tonight at 7 p.m. So I'm going to be staring at my screen until 8 o'clock tonight. Like, but it's just kind of one of those things where it just has to happen, right? We have those where, Oh my gosh, I haven't sent any of my check-ins today. I have to go, I have to do my check-ins from nine to 10 because I was so busy throughout the day. And it's kind of one of those things where it's just a double-edged sword. It's just a double-edged sword. We have to figure out how to balance that. And under, I understand and I hear you that you live and you work on social media. Okay. We get that. I get it more than anyone, but what are the actionable steps and what are you doing to protect yourself? 
because it's so much more than you can count all your macros. You can go and you can lift heavy and you can, you know, get all your workouts in. But if you are consistently wired and tired from your devices, then that's, that's an issue. And you're not going to hit your physique performance goals from that. Love it. So I love that Kayla said that. So to the rest of our coaches in here, let's hold off on actionable steps until the end. And let's right now in our conversations, focus on some of the benefits, but then the dangers of screen time, social media, cell phones, TVs, and so on and so forth. Jen, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the big dangers that kind of comes to my mind, and I mean, it's from personal experience, too, is I just get lost in social media. Like you start scrolling, oh, 20, 30, 40 minutes have gone by and you haven't moved from that position. You haven't changed your neck position. You haven't stretched out your shoulders, your hips, your legs, your knees, like anything. And you just you just get lost in it. And I think that's one of the big dangers and kind of thinking back to like pre-social media, right? Because all of us we've been there before Instagram, before Facebook, when MySpace was a thing, right? Um, like people were still working in offices. You weren't on as much screen time. So you moved so much more. You weren't as sedentary. And now like that has to become a bigger topic and bigger focus is how much more, how much more we rely on technology and sitting while using the technology. Um, so I just think like overall, like the big danger is just getting lost in it and like losing track of time. And then, yeah, 40 minutes goes by. You could have meal prepped. You could have went to the gym. You said you were going to go to the gym at six and then you got into scrolling and now it's six forty-five, seven o'clock. Oh, I, I don't have time to go anymore. I'll, I'll, I'll go tomorrow. Right. Um, so I think that's one of the big things is just getting lost in it. Awesome. I love that. Ian. Yeah. So I think, I mean, maybe to give us a positive, it's not all bad, right? Um, we're, this is kind of a positive and a negative, like we're more accessible. Um, I remember before, like hey, back in the day, if I wanted to go talk to my buddy, I had to bike over to his house, 15 minutes, knock on the door. Hopefully he's home or else I just wasted 15 minute bike ride to get there. Um, where now it's like, okay, like we can reach people a lot easier. We can text, we can call, we can FaceTime, we can do whatever from a business standpoint, makes everything a lot simpler. I mean, how cool is it that we can communicate with somebody thousands of miles away. We have athletes all over the, all over the country who we couldn't work with otherwise, if it weren't for technology, we couldn't, I mean, sure. Is, is our program all, um, apps and stuff like that? No, but it sure makes it a hell of a lot easier to deliver what we do. Um, but I'm going to kind of approach the negatives from kind of the like mental and social health side of things. Like, I don't think us as humans are, designed or supposed to be able to take in all the input that we have at our fingertips. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be able to instantly know what's going on at a different, in a different country. Yes. Is that useful information? Is that something that I need to know for, for my family and my livelihood? Yes. But do I need those updates at every single second of every single day, just buzzing it, buzzing it, buzzing it. This is what's going in at this war in this country and this and that in this state that's in California, whatever it is, like, it's overwhelming. Like, if you think to thousands and thousands of years ago, you had to freaking walk miles and miles and miles with a scroll or however they delivered messages. It probably took them three weeks to deliver, like, hey, like, we, we won this war three weeks ago here, just wanted to tell you about it. So, th- I mean, I, I just think the speed at which we receive information 
is a little dangerous, right? And I think that's where stress can get really high. Like we talk about it in FNMS, it's like when the world is so accessible and when we're so accessible, it's like, we can't get away. It's like, oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, like somebody can always ping me. Somebody can always text me. Someone can always call me. That in and of itself is a huge stressor. Um, And again, when it comes to our our mental health, physical health, body composition goals, adhering to our nutrition, training, stuff like that. Like that's a big stressor that we have to account for and definitely manage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Stress has been decoupled from movement. And um, one of my mentors, he said this, it's like, you know, you sitting down in the morning, opening up a stressful email is the same feeling, not the same thing, but can be the same feeling as millions of years ago, you know, you're running from bear, like you're running from a predator. And we're feeling that at 2022, sitting down, opening this up and then continue to more coffee, go into work and, and, and fight the fire. Right. So that's it's so very, that's yeah. why, that's why a lot of our society is the way that we are is because we sit down and we just take the stress and we just don't do anything about it. Right. Why are you, you the can way even that take you that are? A step. You can even take it a step further when you're consuming social media like that first thing during the day and instantly changes and affects your mood throughout the entire day because of the material you're consuming. That's why they tell you first thing in the day, don't look at your phone. You really need to focus on that first hour. We'll talk about this later, but not consuming Mm -hmm. that type of stuff because it's just it programs you to be you start wondering, why the fuck am I terrible mood today? (laughs) You're trying to figure it out. And you watched all this crap that you probably shouldn't have. And there's a lot of research that goes into how that makes you more reactionary throughout the day instead of actually making decisions that's like at note too like and sometimes when you're looking at things you might not even realize it's stressing you out right like like why am i in such a bad mood today you don't realize that what you looked at at 8 a.m actually gave you a stress response until later on and you you don't have full control over that because you're just consuming it so i think like you said you know just like why am i so mood oh yeah that's right that's because that's what i did at eight o'clock in the you know eight o'clock this morning right like as much as we know, you know, sedentary sedentarism is a big portion of this. Right. And that definitely is something that we need to consider as fitness coaches who are helping other individuals be more wary of their energy expenditure and how often they're sitting on their ass. But even using computers, using cell phones, we know all that. You sit down all the time. You're, you're more associated with all sorts of causes of mortality, chronic disease, cardiovascular disease, yada, yada, yada. But I honestly think the mental part of this is much more important. Like absolutely much more important just due to the fact that what it's having on your mental capabilities, your ability to stay productive throughout the day, constantly being distracted by looking at your phone every time it pings. Okay. And I think that trickles into so many aspects of your life. But as you know, Kayla started our conversation off, that's how we do our business. And so how can, how can we figure out a way to stay balanced? And honestly, coach Rania put it best create boundaries. I, I remember she apologized to me the other day because I guess I had said something to her and I guess she just didn't get back to it for a while, like towards the end of the day. And all of a sudden I get this random response at like seven o'clock at night. Chris, I'm so sorry. I just, I don't answer my WhatsApp at certain times. I'm like, no, I actually have so much respect for that because she has boundaries. And that's exactly what you need to do. And that's, let's talk about that later as far as a concluding actionable step to take when it comes to answering phones or being on social media and so on and so forth. That's a way we can control and get the most out of it and not let it control us. 
Yeah, I would say too, like, you know, like one kind of flip on like a positive aspect of social media also is I think it can also be really good for like motivation at times. Like, yes, we only see people, we only see some of people's stories. We don't see everyone's full story and like the full picture behind it. But I know that for me, if I'm having a bad day and then I start like looking at some stuff and like, there's like bodybuilders and all this, I'm like, oh, damn, I, I, I want to show up. I want to train hard. Like, so I think there are positives of like just positive messages being put out there on, on Instagram, on social media that otherwise you probably wouldn't consume. So I think it's also looking at what type of content are you consuming? Stuff that makes you feel good or stuff that doesn't make you feel good. And I know for me, like being able to have access to like people that I look up to makes me want to train her. And I do like that aspect of social media. Yes, Ian, that's you. Yes. <laughs> and I, I agree with Jen, you know, having access to all of this plethora of information they didn't have that years and years and years ago. Like you can learn about anything you want at the stroke of a fingertip, typing something into a phone. I want a new recipe for something healthy. I want to learn about why the stars look like that. Or I want to know how a damn airplane is built. Like you can have access to all that information that you want. It's at your fingertips. And that is the biggest benefit. It's just learning how to control that um, is the only thing that I worry about. Um, this just this conversation can literally go a million different directions. I mean, we could even talk about how the, so Ian was talking about access to communication, right? This can be applied to relationships, all right? Both romantic and non-romantic with family, right? Like when was like, when we were kids, do you guys being able to remember to call or text a girlfriend or boyfriend or a best friend? He's like, you had to literally call someone. You had to talk to someone on the phone. Nowadays, all we do is text message, okay? But it could be that ease of access that could actually be beneficial to a relationship or detrimental. I see it going both ways. Um, <clears throat> I remember when we could go. I remember when you to send a text was like ten cents. Yes, I had like ten dollars <laughs> a month allowed. <laughs> yeah, Ian doesn't. I remember, remember my that, phone was too yeah, slow for text messages, so I didn't bother. <laughs> my uh, pink razor flip phone. T9, isn't that what it was? Not the text message? T9? T9 word. I yeah. had a brick size Nextel that took five minutes to send a text message. So I just remember being like, well, hell with this. Why am I even going to try and do this shit? Yeah. Yeah. My first, um, still that way. My first girlfriend in sixth grade, she had one of the, like the T-Mobile sidekick, the one where it like flipped open and it had like the full keyboard. Oh, yeah. thank that you. Was, that was Bay. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> oh yeah, my and and I'll, t I'll I'll kind of speak at it from a business standpoint. You get your clients that way. You get your your clients, your customers. Your there's so much customer acquisition that goes on paid ads and Instagram, paid ads and Facebook as uh, SEO ads, so uh, Google ads or. Um, gosh, there you you just acquire your money easier now on social media. It's your Instagram is essentially your storefront for the product that you sell, the service that you mm -hmm. sell. So you do have to be on there. You, cause if you're not on there, somebody else is, and they're going to get your clients and they're going to get your clientele. Um, DM like, you know, reaching out to people in the DMS, that is the uh, same thing as door to door sales. Um, and Isn't that crazy. You, and that, it's so crazy. And I get people bitching about how they don't want to do it. I'm like, well, then go walk outside for 10 hours and go knock on doors. It's literally the same thing. And you can do it at your phone. So like stop complaining. Right. So, uh, it, you know, 
playing devil's advocate there here, it's like, okay, but when am I supposed to be on to get my customers, to get my clients, to get whatever, um, and still balance my own work life, my own personal time. It's tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think and that's I what we're going to talk about, I think, with action steps, because I have a few suggestions. Yes. Oh. <laughs> well, and I, I started I started going from the mental health standpoint. I think there's also a, a social health um, aspect to like where we can start to see detriments. Something I was listening to a while ago, it was talking about being on social media and just how it makes us more judgmental sub, like without us even realizing it. So think every time you're going through Instagram, you have the option. Do I want to like this? Do I want to comment on this? Do I want to share this? Is this worthy of me interacting with? And how quickly can you scroll through Instagram through stories? And you're making snap judgments, snap decisions on every single one where, okay, maybe you make 50 judgments in a minute. So think about how, how often you're making those little judgments all day long. And it's like, okay, like no wonder we interact poorly socially with people because we're just, we're so closed off. It's like, ah, that doesn't deserve my attention. That doesn't deserve my time where in reality, it's like, okay, like we need to have that time to slow down. So like, again, it's the elusive fine balance. Um, I know it's funny, like even you, like myself as an example, and like Chris said, like how easy it is to communicate via text. I would like, it wasn't that long ago where like, yo, don't call me. I don't want to voice memo you. I don't want to get on FaceTime. Like we're texting only, not just with like clients, but like friends, relationships, whatever it is. I remember when Kayla started sending me voice memos, I'm like, this is so weird. I don't want to do this. It was just uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. It was just uncomfortable. But like, when I say that out loud, it's like, why is it weird to use my voice? Why is it weird to like interact with somebody face to face? It shouldn't be. So again, I think that's where like, yes, like technology is so powerful, like that we can reach people quicker, that we can do it just at the touch of a fingertip. But by the same token, like, I think it's really easy to lose social skills um, and to lose the capacity to interact with people in person. Like how often do you go out with people and they're just on their phone, Kayla? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm glad Ian brought this up. Do you guys remember on Netflix, there's a show where they did multiple, it's like kind of like the Twilight Zone. It's called Black Mirror. You guys remember that? And yep. like yeah. each episode is like a different, you know, story. And wasn't there one in like the very first season when it first came out where it was a world where everyone's worth was based upon social media? Do you guys remember that? Mm, I don't remember that one. Yep. So, so Jen do. does. Okay. <laughs> and it's scary because that's not far from what one day shit could potentially be as far as this is how you're judged in society by how many likes you have and so on and so forth. It's like not saying that we'll ever get to that kind of dystopian reality. I hope to fuck not. Um, but that's kind of how we are in a way. Like I, I try not to be as best I can, but some that's why we have these increasing rates of stress and anxiety in people because they're constantly judging their own lives based off of the highlight reel of someone else's. And I think that's dangerous, right? Especially when it comes to individuals being able to communicate properly. Like Ian, it drives me nuts when I see someone sitting at a table with their family at a restaurant and every single person has their head buried in a goddamn phone. That drives mm-hmm. me up the wall. 
I remember mm-hmm. when my best friend Chase came to visit me in Arizona, and I, I told this story to Kelly a little while ago. We were sitting at our sushi bar, and we're, we're getting dinner, and we see a father walk in with two little boys. And the two little boys, you can tell, didn't have cell phones. Dad did, though, and Dad was on his phone the entire time. And you see the, these boys couldn't have been more than maybe three and six years old. And the entire time while they're eating, you can just see how the kids are, like, pining for their father's attention at the entire dinner. Meanwhile, dad's just like, can you hurry up and eat so we can go, please? Like constantly in his phone, like you can tell he's scrolling or doing something. And I just remember my best friend looked at me and said, if I'm ever like that to my kids, punch the shit out of me. Like, can we go and like do something about that? I'm like, no, but it's bugging the hell out of me. And so that's why, like, whenever I'm around friends or family or, you know, you know, my girlfriend, I try to make sure I put that phone away because I want to be as present as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be, you know, diving into that phone. Um, it's just that kind of thing drives me wild. I don't want to lose the main values we have of social connectedness. And I, I have a strategy for that, too. Like m- one of my pastors actually has a time where he says with his family, OK, after dinner, we have an hour. Everyone put your phone away. We're going to play a board game or something. All right. We're going to yep. have an hour of no phones at all. All right. Just to make sure that they're keeping the relationships alive with proper social activity. Well, I, think, I don't know I if you guys. Go ahead, Ian. <laughs> Oh, I was just, just to kind of finish Chris's thought there. I was just going to say, I feel like one of the biggest thieves of joy is lack of presence. Um, and again, whether like what's one of our biggest distractors these days, our phones. So again, exactly what Chris said, like I, I try and be very intentional. Like if I'm going out with friends, a lot of times I'll leave my phone in the car. I put it in my little glove compartment. I'm like, I got everybody right here who I want to talk with. I did that with Kayla one time. She thought I was so weird. I was like, what if somebody steals my car? What if we get trapped inside? What if you need to make an emergency call? What if I choke and then you don't have a phone to call 911? And that's another problem. So Kayla just demonstrated this, okay? (laughs) We never used to have this problem, all right? Right. Until now that we have access to that, you start thinking a million different fucking things can happen. What if you want to take a picture of your food? What if you want to put that on Instagram? (laughs) That's the problem. Problem. I'm literally the worst. <laughs> but Listen, and then but you overthink, and then you go crazy, and then you're bah, 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 and you can't figure out why you can't get to bed at night. Okay. <laughs> but no, I know, I know. For me, like one of the biggest, like going through my personal development coaching that I went through is like where I was feeling such a lack of fulfillment was from all the distractions, from not being present and not being as present as I knew I could be. So again, like this will obviously we're going to talk about boundaries and action steps soon, but when I actually like was able to get away from the phone and the technology and have action steps for that. Yeah. Cool. Like I, I can manage my stress better and that's going to help me reach my goals and stuff like that. But just overall, like your entire life can improve when you can be more focused and in the moment and in the present with, with people and with yourself. Awesome. Great. Uh, I, I love that Ian. So be, before we get into actionable steps, are there any closing comments on, disadvantages or benefits or health implications to this area. What do you guys think? You, you guys talked ready to about dive in like, to help people? You talked about like, um, you know, orthopedic issues as far as like musculature issues about um, like text neck, like always tech looking neck. down at your phone. <laughs> and uh, I got a massage last week and the massage therapist is like, what do you do? And I was like, well, I live on my computer and my phone and I lift weights overhead. 
And she's like, Oh, okay. Um, she's like, you are so lucky that you do not have headaches because there is so much built up in there. It is nasty. She's like, this massage, this six, this 60 minute massage is not enough for you to get that. And she said, I need to have my, my stuff more like this. Yep. Right. Oh, more, uh, more like that. And, um, and because I don't, I don't have any symptoms, thank God, but most people do have symptoms when they're like that. So whatever we can do to kind of keep our gaze upright and straight ahead. And usually I'll stand to which, and I bring my laptop up, laptop up, which helps, but yeah, like having some sort of elevated surface to where I'm more like this, instead of looking down, uh, is, uh, like more eye level instead of looking down is, is good. So whenever I'm on my phone now, instead of being like this, I make a conscious effort to like have it up because I don't want like to be constantly looking down. So that's just another like disadvantage of being tied to technology is looking down at our watch, looking down at our phone, looking down at our computer. So bring that up eye level any way you can, even if we have to be on technology as we are right now, helps. That's so exhausting. Like, I got to hold out. Are you kidding me? What if my arms get tired? But you don't, <laughs> you know, maybe not all the time, but like when you're just sitting here chilling, like you can make some kind of effort. Yeah. And honestly, like with that too, Kayla, like oftentimes the damage is happening and you're not even realizing it coming from being a PTA. We got so many people like that in the clinic where the pain doesn't start until the issues there. And then you have to fix the issue where like, if we can just start with like good ergonomics, like for standing and sitting, then it never really becomes an issue. Um, I know for me kind of talking on that, like I have a big, like love, I don't know if you guys ever seen those big, like memory foam, like beanbag things, but I got in a habit of just sitting in that a lot. And it pulls you. So like your neck forward, your shoulders rounded everything. And I ended up getting pain from it because I just sat in it way too much. So yes, if you work from home, please make your desk ergonomically correct. <laughs> you know, only keep your health longer. <laughs> mm, I like that. Yeah. Hold your phone up. <laughs> Hold your phone up. And if you have kids, please tell your kids to sit up straight. Because <laughs> they're the worst with the tech neck, honestly. They look like noodles. <laughs> yep. Can you guys hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if you guys noticed, but it kicked me out twice, um, but I'm back. And luckily it seems everything together. So we're okay. There's still nine people in our, in our room though, which is weird, um, but um, all beautifully said things. The funny part about that is I still heard everything that every, all you guys said. Um, so, and that's perfect. So what I'd like to do now is let's segue into action pieces for our audience so that we can discuss how can we utilize social media and technology in a healthy way and get the most out of it while also prioritizing our mental health? And I think you guys with, did you just go over proper ergonomics and sitting down and everything in the physical life? Okay, so I don't need to touch on that. What I wanna to touch on before that, I wanna let you three handle all the mental health and stress management. I just want to talk about sleep really quick. And I know you knew I was going to. OK, Please when do. it comes yeah. to <laughs> utilizing technology and social media, the biggest things that I can tell our audience is to put the phone away an hour or two before bed. As difficult as that might be, not only is this an issue with light exposure, but also with how it stimulates your mind. And so just touching about light, if you guys have gotten to know us, the Evolve Coaches at all, you know that we talk about sleep a lot. And when it comes to light exposure, that constant blue light, 
will continue to delay the release of melatonin and make it more difficult for you to fall asleep. Kayla's demonstrating right now with her bright ass light that she has on her computer. That's damn ring light, all right? Which is as bright as the sun, all right? <laughs> Which is going to delay it. But look, it does make you shine your glow. Yay, okay. Um, but it does delay your body clock. And so when it comes to utilizing your phones, be very careful. Try to refrain from utilizing your technology two to three hours before you plan on going to bed for that reason. If we want to go into now an overactivity standpoint, if you're constantly scrolling on physical uh, on physical activity, <laughs> on social media, technology, and it doesn't allow your mind to take a break as well, and it can continue to overstimulate you. So also removing that will also help you get into a better unwinding routine. My last point here is do not go to bed with your phone. Too many people do this, my significant other included, okay? And you have to make, the reason why it's so important is because even when it's off or it's you know turned over, it's still peripherally there subconsciously. So Kayla just demonstrated this by saying, but what if this could happen? Or what if this could happen? Or what if this happened? All right. When your mom and dad didn't have a cell phone, did they worry about that shit when they went to bed when we were kids? No. Okay. And we were probably able to get to better sleep that way. Just having the phone device in your vision, even if it's next to you on a nightstand, still occupies 15 to 20% of the energy coming from your brain. So it is, you're still thinking about it without you actually thinking about it. So it's super, super important to dissociate yourself from that by removing it completely and getting an alarm clock that's old school or they even have cool ones now on Amazon that you can get that like have little lights and chill music like on the Calm app and it just puts you to sweet, sweet, sweet serenity like Enya songs, okay? So really, really important that we learn how to dissociate from technology in that way for sleep. Coach Ian, Kayla, and Jen, now let's talk about how we can utilize and get the most out of it while also staying healthy. Who wants to step up to the plate? I mean, I feel Kayla. like you hit it. For, I mean, I feel like you hit it pretty nail on the head um, here. Having boundaries is important. So having a dedicated start time and a dedicated um, wrap up time for your day. For me personally, it's going to be from 9 to 8 p.m. Um, it's not very practical to put phones away two to three hours, I would say, before bed, Chris. So I know that's no, like I know. I don't even do that. To. So <laughs> it's like really hard. Um, so, but I will tell you the amber hued glasses are the best. Like, um, as far as like blue light blocking, I know a lot of people like get them from Amazon, the clear lenses, but I will tell you like, that's not really, they're not really doing much. Um, the, if you get legit, like amber colored and hued, you cannot see any blue light. Like I can watch TV before bed and go to bed fine. No, no headaches when it's dark or overcast and I'm like watching TV or I'm looking at a lot of screens, I get like a headache. Um, but I put these, those bad boys on and I don't feel that at all. So that for me, and now I invested into a nice pair of those. So I knew it was a from a reputable company, uh, Swanwick, Swanwick, yep. Swanwick was where I got them. And I invested a lot of money into those glasses, but they've been amazing and they've helped me out so much. So if it's not practical for you to put tech away before bed, I would definitely recommend um, getting some blue light blocking glasses, some legit blue light blocking glasses, not $20 from Amazon. It's not That's not going to cut it. And I have the $20 Amazon ones. <laughs> <laughs> Jen. 
Yeah, that's, I mean, everything you said there, Kayla, is so spot on. And I think like talking to my athletes too, it's like, oh, well, I don't need to cut out, you know, my phone before bed. I, I fall asleep just fine. But then I think you don't really realize what it's actually doing. Like you were saying, Chris, of just like still making things turn and just subconsciously like it is affecting you. Um, I would say too, like from a business standpoint and from if you're a coach yourself, listen to this, understanding there's no like emergencies right? Like time block, answer text messages when it's convenient for you and your schedule. Um, for example, I had 20 minutes before we started this podcast today. I went through some form videos because I wanted to utilize that 20 minutes because I was sitting here. So like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And I time blocked for it instead of just replying to those form videos right as they're coming in. Um, they, if, if it's a squat, great. They're not going to squat again for another three days. Like it doesn't need to be answered right then and there. Um, so I think, it you know, already at, happened. right. Yeah. It's, it's fast. So um, just remember there's no real big, big emergencies that need to be answered right then and there. No, there's no fitness emergency. Yeah. And I, I thank you, Jim, for bringing that up. Time blocking is probably one of the most powerful tools you can use for stress management, time management, getting your shit done making sure that you're being disciplined for yourself. And that that's that's the biggest issue, right? Because we're constantly ping, woo, all right? But then instantly <laughs> drawn out of what it is we should be focusing on. And one of the reasons why we don't get shit done and why we're stressed out when we're at home relaxing when we can't relax because we didn't actually get done what we should have done earlier on in that day. And I think that's such a powerful thing with setting boundaries. Coach E. Hey. Yeah, I think the big overarching theme here, right, is setting boundaries. So we talked about setting boundaries as far as like, okay, like here's when I'm working and when I'll be on my phone. Like, hey, here's when I'm going to answer text. So I think honestly, it's just doing an audit of with my phone, where do I need those boundaries? Um, so again, I like what Jen said about like, hey, like having like set times where you're going to answer text messages, where you're going to be on social media planning, like actually plan the time to be distracted. Like when I got on my call with Rania, like that was something we talked about. Like for me, it's such a habitual thing. Like, oh, I'm not doing anything. Where's my phone? Let's open up Instagram, mm -hmm. see what's going on. It's like, it's not that it's wrong to go on Instagram or Facebook or whatever and just do it mindlessly. But again, it's when we do that, when we know we should be doing other stuff where we get like guilty and then we get unproductive. So she was like, no, like actually have time where you'll be on your phone, like not doing anything productive. So for me, it's like, this isn't a healthy eating habit, but like if I'm eating lunch or dinner and I'm just sitting there, cool, I'm on my phone. My second favorite is when I'm driving. Um, <laughs> I'm on social That's media so at the bad. best. Okay. That's Stop not good. That. Don't try okay, this at home. Don't literally don't try this one at home. Um, <laughs> he just said, he said plan a time to be distracted. So he does it when he's driving. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I, wow. my biggest pet peeve, one of my biggest pet peeves is people who do story rants or anything while they're driving. <laughs> like, I hate that. Anyways, I was kidding. <laughs> no, you weren't. <laughs> Something, another way I think like good, that really helped me as far as like setting boundaries with the phone, like turning my notifications off. Um, I figured out how to do it on my phone. Like right now on this call, like I've got like a bunch of texts and stuff and it's actually stressing me out. <laughs> but on my phone, I don't get like text message updates. I don't get WhatsApp. I don't get Facebook, nothing. No emails pop up. That's you one of the disturbed. big, yeah. And I just turn them off. Even if I'm on, even if I'm not on do not disturb, I just turn them off. Cause again, like if you have that boundary of like, Hey, I'm going to answer texts from 
2 to 3 p.m., but you see all day long, like ping, 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 ping. Like again, your natural instinct is going to be, let me pick this up. Let me, let me see what's going on here. So having that turned off, then it's like the, the way I've kind of learned about it or heard about it lately. Like every time you get a notification, that's somebody else's agenda trying to pull you out of your, what you're supposed to be doing. So again, like we have our, our schedule and stuff that we set up during the day, you get a text message and then you go and answer it. That pulls you out of your workflow. And it's something, and again, maybe it is like an athlete with a question or something, but if you've dedicated an hour to doing check-ins and now you're answering social media messages that you weren't planning on doing, you're letting somebody else's agenda pull you away from what you need to be doing. So again, turning off those notifications has been um, super helpful for me that I'm opening those apps when I plan on it rather than letting other people pull me into it. Um, I, I like that Ian brought that up because then usually the kickback that you'll get on that was, well, I need to make sure that I'm available for people I'm working with. And he's like, okay, that's cool. Then take it a step further. On your computer, you can download apps now like WhatsApp or if you're on Zoom and your your entire company is on Zoom, put your phone away, but then just make sure you're accessible on the one thing you need to be present for at that mm-hmm. designated time. So for oh, example... God. Everyone I work with at Evolve is on WhatsApp. And so for me to be make sure that I'm available at certain times for Evolve, I am on my computer and I leave Evolve's WhatsApp up and I'll put my phone away so I'm not mm-hmm. distracted by anything else that's outside of the company. We did the same thing when I worked at Bryan University. Everyone was on Zoom. We had our own little Zoom channel. And so we talked all the time on that. A lot of people do that with Microsoft Teams and, and other things. And so if you're constantly distracted by your phone, put your phone away and just leave up what you need on your computer so you can discuss things with the people you're designated that time block for. Yeah. I think kind of the, the last thought I would have on that is whenever we are setting boundaries, um, communicating, communicating that to the people who might actually need us, right? Like, Hey, like Jen, uh, like this is what we did as a team, right? Hey, like when are our, when are our hours that were actually available? Um, Jen, don't send me a text message after eight. Well, you can, but I'm not going to get to it or whatever it is, right? Like, expressing that to people. Um, cause again, like if we're not setting those boundaries with people, we can't get upset with them if they break them. If somebody starts, if we're like, Oh, this is my one hour of free time to be away from my phone. Why are you blowing me up? Well, they didn't know. We can't expect right. other people to know our schedule and our boundaries and stuff like that. So commu- setting those boundaries, like having that audit of like, where, where do you need to kind of get that break from your phone? Whether it be within your work, whether it be like when you're actually out trying to be a social person, whatever it is, but then communicating what you're actually trying to do. Again, I'll come back to my example with Kayla. When Kayla and I went out and we had a dinner or something and I left my phone, yeah, she was being silly. I was like, what if you got to take a picture of your food? And I just told her, I'm like, hey, like, no, like this is my, this is my time, like to just be here and be present and whatever. And anybody else who I was going to be potentially talking to at that time, they knew like, okay, like Ian's not on his phone right now. Cause he's yeah. That dinner went so long, and Dan was like, "Probably, like, damn, I wish I had my food." It like took like thirty minutes for our food to get here, and he's like, "Bah." <laughs> but awesome, you guys. So for for the sake of time, I know we, we there's a lot of things that are going on today. What I'd like to do is to go around to each coach. Any concluding thoughts on digital wellness and potential strategies, and maybe one statement of advice to give to the audience out there on how to approach digital wellness to individuals who are trying to change their lives for the better. 
find what works for you, not because you think it's what's supposed to be done. A lot of us will put try to put ourselves in the mold of what they think is supposed to be done, but it doesn't work for them. So you do have to find what's realistic and that you can stick to consistent, consistently. I, I love that. And honestly, just let me piggyback on Kayla's for a second. That's honestly what I teach my students when they're consuming too much information. It's okay to learn about how other things are done from other people and learn about different things. Take as much information as you can and make your own determination of how it's going to help you is the best way. Because oftentimes I myself, I try to get too, too many things, too much advice from too many people, and then I lose my own voice and what actually works for me. Mm-hmm. So awesome, Kayla. And Kayla, you're tan. Uh, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'd say, I mean, doing that audit of yourself. Um, auditing your schedule, auditing your time, and just auditing how you feel. Um, if you're if you're feeling unfulfilled, out of balance or whatever, like maybe that is coming back to distraction from your phone. So if it's like, okay, like if that is the case, if you feel like you're not being as productive um, or as present with your loved ones or the people that you serve as you want to be because of technology, then that's where it's like, okay, like now that you you have the information, right? Like we just broke it all down over the last hour. Now it's taking action steps on what's going to work for you, setting those boundaries, knowing where you need those boundaries and doing it. And if you need to, Get on a call with one of us, pay some money, invest in yourself like I did, get on an hour call and we'll actually map out and set those boundaries because that's what it took for me. So well, he's you, not might, wrong. you might, yeah, hey, I didn't do it until I paid somebody and sat down for an hour. So just we'll plug. Give me both. <laughs> Coach Jen. Um, I think my final thoughts is just that technology is not going away. It's only going to become more relevant and used more and more. So like Kayla said, find what works for you. I got to a point where I was getting angry kind of at technology. Like Kayla, you were saying, you know, um, like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Well, guess what? If we want to be successful in the online world, we have to do it. Um, It's not going away. So setting those boundaries and just becoming like, I guess, at peace with the fact that technology is not going away, even if like it's not something you really, really like and you really enjoy, um, just learning how to make it work for you. I like that. Mm-hmm. Jen makes an awesome point with technology not going anywhere. You know, I don't know how much how, how many of you guys like follow Gary Vee, but you know, he's said it for a long time. You got to keep up. Things mm-hmm. are going to change every single day. And if you want to be successful, you got to learn and roll with the punches. And that that's it. Um, just learn how to leverage it the best that you can still stay healthy and still get the most out of your own life is the best advice that we can give. So this has been a spectacular talk. And I hope that our audience has really gotten a lot out of it. We, we, us as coaches at Evolve really, really care about your overall well-being and want you to get the most out of your lives. This is something that's going to be an issue that many other podcasts are going to start talking about if they're not already. This is something that you need to be constantly aware of and do an audit on yourself, like Coach Ian said. Right? If you're not getting the best sleep, if you're not being as productive as work as you can, if you're having trouble in relationships, take a step back and take a look at how you're using technology. And there might be some things you can do there to utilize technology in the healthiest way that improves other aspects of your life. Any closing thoughts, friends? All right, don't text and audience. Drive. Don't text yeah. and drive. All right. Don't follow Coach Ian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no story rants on Instagram while you're driving. Classic, right. classic Florida man. oh my goodness everyone be well stay tuned for the next episodes as always you can find us coaches at evolve on all of our instagram web pages where we put out information to help you all at all 
times of the week. You guys have a wonderful time. Always be evolving. This has been your podcast host, Chris Perry. We're out of here. Peace. Bye. Okay. Good job, guys. Yay. Got to go because I got to eat before I go to the CrossFit. All right. Have fun. All right. Good job, y'all. It was a good time. I'll let you know when it's done. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.